What's up, y'all? It's your boy DS Team. We're here with another edition of our podcast. We got episode eight coming right up, and we got our guy Kyle here. Kyle, what's going on? What is up, Cam? I am happy to be here. It is a lovely Monday. Yes. Um, yeah, and all of that wonderful jazz. After our Fourth of July weekend, got hammered this weekend. It was just, it was great. It was great to be like a little more normal. Like the, you know, people were out celebrating. It was good, and also the weather was horrible here. I don't know about you, but it was so bad here. It was a, it was a good ninety, ninety nine yesterday. Oh, okay. I want to say so. So it, it was like, it was like seventy degrees and like raining. It was horrible. Nice. Enjoy your Fourth of July that way. I saw the East Coast <laughs> got that because I was watching the the Padres and like every single game this weekend got a rain delay. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, cool. it was just terrible. Like during the week this week or past week, it was like in the mid nineties with like humidity and people were like just like complaining about it. Then like we got the complete polar opposite. Like three days later, with like rain and like sixties. It was it's so New England it hurts, but whatever. Yeah, to have July and have it still be raining. To be yeah. honest, San Diego has some of that too. But I'm up here in uh, sunny Sacramento, California, where uh, it is dry, it is hot, <laughs> and the basketball team always sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's funny. But all right, so where do we want to start today? Because there's like not a ton to talk about, but there are some things that we can kind of hit on. We talked about off air. Yeah. Um, I mean, so by the time we come back on Thursday, there will be one NBA Finals game done and setting up for a second one. Um, yeah, when is that again? Is that, was it Tuesday? So the NBA Finals kicks off on Tuesday, going head-to-head yeah. with the match. Big Rip, or what is it called? Oh. Big something in the big sky. I don't know what it's called, but... Yeah, um, yeah. It's, like, it's like the Capital One match or whatever. Yeah, they had a funny name with uh, Montana. It was Big Something, but anyways. Um, or Big Names in the Big Sky, whatever. Uh, they're wait, going, so, so, so wait, so, so hold on. You're talking about the the, the, the Tom Brady, like the Bryce yes. Shambaugh thing? Yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I should have I mentioned that for yeah. People listening is that yes, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson versus Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers in golf on TNT is going head to head with game one of the NBA finals. Um, Yeah, I, I will be watching the NBA finals disclaimer. Uh, I'll I'll give the match about four holes and then we'll see. I mean, I, I've I've watched all of them. Yeah, I've watched them all too, but like, I, I'm like fascinated about the NBA finals. The fact that the Bucks made it, I'm, I just feel really good about it. I, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Giannis super fan, so I'm, I mean, I'm yes. happy for the Bucks. We are we are both in the same camp there. Where uh, you know, the, this was the thing that I was interested I was interested to see, and it didn't end up happening. If people were going to be like, see, Giannis isn't the best player on the team, or like the team oh, I is better a without bit Giannis. I saw a little bit of that, which is just like it's like obviously so dumb. Like, well, it's I mean, like, there's there's truth to the fact it's like, yes, the Bucks were a lesser team without Giannis, even though Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez scored 58 points in game five. Um, yeah, but like but but you think you're better with than like arguably the best player in the NBA. But I found it like funny because it's, it's just like, yes, it's like people well, I was interested to see if people were like the Bucks don't deserve to make it to the finals. I'm like, as opposed to the Hawks with Bogdanovich <laughs> as their best player <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, oh, dude, they, pe- they can pe- still people win. are just so funny about like taking things away. So like this is what's gonna happen. Whoever wins, I mean, maybe if the Suns win, they might get a little bit more like, oh, you know, they deserve it, franchise, whatever. Now and but if Giannis wins, it's gonna be like, oh, everyone, it's an asterisk, so like, you got lucky or whatever. It's just always that stupid storyline. But I can tell you this 
the NBA wants Giannis to win desperately. And, I, and as a fan, that's what I want. I want that. Well, this is the difficult thing right now, evaluating it on Monday morning with the first game being on Tuesday and then us coming back on Thursday is we have no idea whether Giannis is going to play or not. Now, it looks like Giannis is leaning towards not playing in game one at the time of this recording. Um, But and that's that's the reason why the Suns are slight favorites in the series right now. I think they're minus 160 at uh, FanDuel right now. So again, yeah, not trying to yeah, get I mean, free publicity. I mean, the Suns are definitely better than the Bucks without Giannis, right? Like they're like they just are. But like I don't know about like crazy better. But then if you got Giannis, like the Bucks should sweep them. Like like legit. Like I think that. Or at least Giannis is like 100% or whatever. He's not going to be at 100%. Giannis but. at 100% is better than their other team. Now, you could argue like the the Suns have the next two best players in the series if we went down the line because, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker are both yeah, all-stars. Stars, not superstars, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is the difficult part for the Bucks is you can, I mean, sometimes, so the Suns and Bucks are both in this same case where they don't have a player who averages 30 on their team. Now, the Bucks with Giannis would obviously have a player who averages 30 a game on their team. But the problem with that that makes this series so unpredictable, even with that, is who's going to show up in what games? Every game is like, I have no idea what's going to happen, but I know Chris Paul can go for 40 any night. But the Suns are kind of like that too, though. You know what I mean? They're, They're deep. It's funny. It's 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 a really, it's so not the the matchup that I wanted, but it, I can at least sink my teeth into it a little bit. There's like some storyline. Um, yeah, I, I don't I think we're you, gonna get any like all time legendary performances, like no. you know LeBron fifty point triple double and Jr. No. Smith running out the clock or the Warriors no, no. game like that. I don't think we're gonna get legendary it might performances. Be a little bit, it might be a little bit of a snooze fest, to be honest. Like, I, I'm gonna be honest. It could it could be tough, or it could be good. I mean, like I'm still gonna enjoy it. Like I do like the NBA Finals, and I can definitely like you know sink my teeth into it because knowing that it's July and we get basketball is really good. Uh, let's talk about that. Like we talked about this off air. Uh, what what was that take that you had about how like with the NBA and like staying? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Start start the NBA after Thanksgiving and, and let it run through July every year. I I like this idea more. Play the All Star game in March. Uh, just yeah. just move the NBA schedule back a year. Uh, I I enjoy that version of it. I know it's not going to happen, but I basketball starting in October is too early. Um, I would say yeah, I, I agree. Like why, why are you going to fight against like the, like bat, a football? I mean, they, they, they're still obviously superior to hockey, but like you're still fighting against all these other sports. Like, why don't you just push it out? Your ratings are going to be really good. Cause there's nothing else being played in July besides like, you know, middle of the year baseball as you know, uh, uh, the NBA starts ending baseball starts picking up a little bit more and then football, um, you know, training camp starts. So it's like, it's good for the sports fan. Like I, I want to watch sports all the time. So like, it's good for me. But normally, July is like just the worst. Like, like I don't even know what we're gonna do next July. Well, I, I notice know I mean? it with podcast numbers where yeah, July and August are the moments where all your numbers start to tank because at the very least, people can get around basketball. But if you're a casual baseball fan, it's hard to to kind of even for myself it's like yeah the, the you recognize the games don't matter so all of a sudden now sports don't matter like the games yeah. are still going on but there's no football there's no basketball there's no hockey there's you know tennis is a niche everything else is a niche sport yeah. baseball yeah, it, the games exactly. do, the, the regular UFC, season doesn't matter golf you know it's uh 
Yeah, no, I hear, I, I totally hear you, dude. And like, and like, well, luckily I am a niche sports fan, so I can still like do golf and yeah. Everyone, do, uh, everyone picks and chooses their own sports that they really enjoy going on for sure. Yeah, but it's still only like you know the UFC's like I don't know two three days a month. Like you, you know what I'm saying? Like it's still like it's still very far and few between. So it's like it's a lot harder to sink your teeth than it's something that's like. You know, once a month. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it's crazy. It's it's uh it, I'm so thankful that the NBA is on right now because we would be like really struggling. Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, it's it's always difficult either way, especially because people get to summer and they want to you know do other things. It's the reason why yeah, the NBA finishes. It's it's the actual reason why the NBA starts in October every year is because they want to finish before summer starts. Uh, mostly yeah. because players want to finish before summer starts, but at the same time, uh, and, the NBA and the fans are out doing other things. Exactly, you ha- there are other yeah. things you can do in the summer instead of watch sports or listen to podcasts. Um, there's other things yeah, that yeah, you yeah. can be doing during this time, and so that's why the NBA, you know, always enjoys finishing before June. Um, I just, I personally like the idea of basketball being played into July, even though, like. Not not everyone's going to watch every game like there's very yeah. much like that's the thing I joke about with super teams is like, no, you want super teams in the finals. Why? Because then you can watch seven damn games instead of pretending like you're actually watching all 40 playoff games and enjoying the parody yeah. that's going on because it's not that enjoyable um, yeah, to see Bobby definitely. Portis cook the Atlanta Hawks and have it be a 15 point <laughs> game in the third quarter and have to keep watching because you're not sure if the Hawks are going to come back. Yeah, you literally text me. I wasn't watching the game because I was out, and you were like, "Oh, box one," and I'm like, "Oh, nice." And then, and then, like two seconds later, you're like, "Oh, wait, did I just jinx that?" Yeah, it was <laughs> like I, it feels good to know that Giannis is going to make it to the finals, and then that twenty point lead became a six point lead. I'm like, "Oh, that's right. The Bucks don't have Giannis right now, and that means the <laughs> Hawks can just go on a fourteen zero run, no problem." Yeah, and they have Chris Middleton, who like is either Kobe Bryant or like. Just some like scrub off the bench. It's it's insane. Yeah, like, I'm, really I'm glad is, that like, you brought that up because I just I don't understand it. I don't understand how Chris Middleton just goes from like J.R. Smith to Clay Thompson quarter to quarter, just quarter yeah. to quarter. He had five points in the first half of Game Six for the Milwaukee Bucks. Then he had 23 points, including the first 16 points of the third quarter for the Milwaukee Bucks, hitting not just open shots, contested shots. The same thing happened yeah, in Game Two, but. He, just, he might be like the streakiest shooter I've ever seen, like legitimately. Like, uh, so as being a Celtics fan, we hate Chris Middleton because for whatever reason, whenever he plays the Celtics, he drops like forty points and he's unbelievable. And it's so crazy because like it doesn't make sense. Like he's like a good player, he is, but like sometimes he could be like great, like crazy good. So it's funny, like, I, there's so many people that are so split on Chris Middleton. Like, obviously, the Bucs fans will, like, defend him, and then other fans, like, don't like him or whatever. I always see it on Twitter where, like, he has a great game, and they're, and then, like, you know, like, people are like, where are all the haters now? You know, they're quiet or whatever. And then he'll go for, like, he'll, like, play 30 minutes and score, like, two points or whatever. And, like, the other people are like, where are all the supporters now? Like, it's just a big, you know, 
I guess like ass grab, whatever you want to call it. But it's that's kind of what it's this like, whole series is going to be when we get to yeah. the finals. That's what this whole series is going to be. It's is Drew Holiday going to show up? Is Chris Middleton going to show up? Is Chris Paul going to show up? Is Devin Booker yeah. going to show up? All of it is just like, yeah, they can give you 30 point games, but they also give you like 13 point games where they shoot 0 for 9 from three point range, which, by the way, Chris yeah. Middleton, Drew Holiday and Devin Booker have all done in the postseason so far. It's shoot 0 yeah. for 9 from three. And I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I saw this stat that I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right that Jay Crowder has the most playoff experience, our finals experience yeah. in this uh, uh, series. Which Jay is Crowder like, is the only player in this series that has ever <laughs> played a game in the NBA finals. He played six last so year, weird. and that's it. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It's like... Like, I mean, like, it is kind of nice to have a little bit of different parody, you know, like, whatever. But it's just like, oh, my God. There's just so many, like, the fact that Giannis is not playing just because or like the question of Giannis not playing just hurts so bad. Like, ah, I don't know. To your point on parody, I think it's not so much that this is a strange season. It's just that this is going to be a new trend. I think that this is not the first. Well, this is not the first time Giannis is going to make the finals, but it might not. It, yeah. it shouldn't be the first time the Bucks make the finals, given Giannis is supposed to be there for five years now, which I there's no chance he stays all five years. But this, given that the Bucks, yeah, but should, you also you, you also think he was going to sign there? So oh yeah, I said there was a, I, I also said there was a zero percent chance that he would re-sign with the Bucks because you're it made also no just sense. on the you just want him out of there. You're a Giannis guy. You want him to go to like a better team. I hear you or a better franchise. It's not that it's it not that I want him to go to a better franchise. We just know that their window is closing like they yeah they have no draft picks anymore because they traded three of them to get drew holiday and another one to get pj tucker they yeah. have no cap space because Giannis, drew holiday and chris middleton equal seven million over the cap space um just between the three of them but you're allowed to go over to re-sign your own players so they just have mid-level exemptions and no draft picks left to trade i mean but like but there there has never been a better scenario for the box to go all in like you got to go all in oh of course Giannis. and like, they got Giannis to resign to, of course yeah this this was like what they had to do and i just like i mean it ended up work let's put oh, this yeah way. yeah it's just it's just a terrible it's just bad luck for the box because they should be like you know minus 500 favorites to win if Giannis is healthy the fact that he's injured is just like so brutal it sucks so bad and it's like it this is like honestly, I'm no one's gonna ever remember this, but if the Suns win, like they literally played every single team was injured. Like more so than I think I've ever seen. It, it's crazy. Literally they had a well, I think the twenty fifteen Warriors are the only other comp, but they Yeah, yeah, definitely. The 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 Warrior or the Suns have now gone through injured Anthony Davis. I'll never forget this. We were doing a podcast with our friend who runs the House of Phoenix Suns page. Like he covers the team. He's interviewed yeah. a bunch of people, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this sucks, man. We're down two one. I think I think we're gone. Anthony Davis gets hurt, <laughs> win that series, play no, uh, what's it? Jamal Murray. Yeah, no Jamal Murray, Denver Nuggets, and no Kawhi Leonard, Clippers, and now potentially the no Giannis Milwaukee Bucks in like, the finals. Like, like I'm not trying. Like I really don't care. We've talked about this a million times. You still win. You know they don't take championships down, but like this one's pretty watered down for the Suns. But a win's a win. You know what I mean? Like, it, like we talked about this a lot. Literally, all that matters is being the most healthy team. And obviously, you're gonna be like we talked about this a lot. That you're gonna be like one of those teams that are you know in the conversation. You can't just be like some crap bag team with no injuries. But if you're like you know 
even the Suns, I guess, are yeah. In they have that two All Stars. They had enough to yeah. be a second round exit this year. They were top eight yeah. roster. Yeah, exactly. Which would you like? I guess in a normal sense, they're not even good enough to even be in the conversation. It's usually the top four teams, but this is just a really weird year. But I do agree. You said something a couple minutes ago that I just wanted to touch on that. You said parody might be more normal. I do think that that's possible that we may have more finals like this, which I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. I'm not going to lie. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think that this is good for the league that this is happening or bad? It's good that we get to finally break free of the old generation and move to the new generation because it's going to happen yeah. at some point. Um, Definitely. Let's let, like let's say this finals was Nets and Lakers, like everyone thought it was going to be. It's going to do a ratings monster, but it's only temporary because yeah. LeBron and Kevin Durant ain't going to be here forever, and so. Yeah. This is kind of this is the NBA moving forward. And the reason I said this is becoming the new norm is yes, this is the first finals for Giannis, Middleton, Drew Holiday, but they should probably go again after this. To be fair, their window is closing and they're going to have a lot of second round exits like well, the and, um like and the, the it, it, Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say like the Thunder had after they went yeah. to the finals in 2012 where their window started closing and it was a lot of second round exits after that. And to and to be fair that, you know, I, the Bucks in theory should definitely come back more often for sure, but they also have, they're also staring down a Nets team that is way better than them if they're healthy. So like, this is really their win. Like, I agree with you totally. Like, this has, they have to win this year. Because most, I think most that, NBA teams have like a four year window and they're in year three of that window right now. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, in theory, they should go back like, you know, maybe next year or the year after. But I just have a really hard time believing anyone's going to beat a healthy Nets team. Like, I still stand by that. If the Nets were healthy, they would just, they were, they'd be like the freaking Warriors just running through teams. Like, like they literally almost took down the, the box, like, Literally a foot, of, like a like an inch away of going to the NBA or going to the conference finals with with you know no I mean? like, with no Kyrie Irving and James Harden being worse than if he had not played in those last few games. Yeah, yeah. So like, like I'm I'm definitely right with that take. So like, I, I I'm not once again. It's still you know you don't take championships down, but like it's really important that the Bucks win this year for them. I mean the the Suns you know may have something to say about that, but. And what you're describing right now is literally how windows close. It's that the Bucks are going to be the exact I mean, sure, they might change some pieces around, but the core of no, the team is going to be no. exactly the yeah. same. And They're going to get a lot of like extra pieces, but it's still going to be Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis. I mean, like and unless Giannis Brooke Lopez takes, too. Takes, yeah, exactly. Takes a bigger leap, which is possible, but like I don't know how much better he can get outside of the fact that he gets more of a reliable jump shot or, you know, free throw, which I which I still have a really hard time believing he could do that to be honest. Yeah, and to that, to what I was going to say right before that, they're, they're going to be the same team, and Brooklyn gets better, Philadelphia gets better, Atlanta gets better. Hopefully, Atlanta gets another star player in there for John Collins. Um, yeah. Well, and, like, like, and Boston's still going to be there. Like, they're not going to be as good, but like, here the difference is that they every team besides like the Nets have a young stud that like could take it to the next level. Jason Tatum, uh, Trey Young. In theory, the the Sixers should be like right in there, but they're just the Sixers and they choke all the time. So like we could we could talk about that another day. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like in theory, there's a lot of teams that could could, are, could even be, just be better than the Bucks, 
which is crazy to even say because they're a really good team. Could have been this year. The Bucks could have been bounced in the second round this year, and that's exactly how windows close, is going from two games away from the finals, losing the conference championship, to eliminated in the second round, eliminated so, in the second round, whatever I happens wanna, next I, year. I want to touch on this, too. We could talk about baseball in a little bit, too, but I want to touch on this. What do you think about the Atlanta Hawks? I know you're um, the mayor of Warrior self. We talked about this a lot, but like I think that this could be their peak. I don't think they're going to get any better than where they were this year, to be honest. Like I think they could get better as a team, but I just don't see them getting like this was their opportunity to like win, which is yes, unbelievable. With to their say. one in eight hundred chance of beating the yeah. the Philadelphia seventy like, sixers. So yeah, th- this was the year. Like I feel like they're just all they are is just a middler. Like a I do want to I do want to clarify that part. For the Atlanta Hawks franchise, their window is just opening. For this version of the team, this like team this got team. as far as they can get. Yeah. Like this team. Yeah, yeah. I mean I mean you gotta get like really and like this is obviously with the caveat that they get like a really good player. Like I don't know what that's yes. you know if they go go out and get someone for like you know maybe upgrade for John Collins or whatever they're in, just, the, they're in the exact same place that I view the Denver Nuggets right now which is you need a second best player better than John Collins and you need a second best player better than Jamal Murray that's the only way in, you're going to get better in in the Nuggets defense though if they had Jamal Murray this year I know obviously a lot of teams if they were all you know they would be much better but in their defense Jamal Murray is that good. Like I, I actually thought Jamal Murray was a little bit of a bust. I mean, a little bit of a um, uh, like what he did in the bubble was just like I didn't think it was real. Like I thought it was one of those things where he's like, this is not the player he is. But he showed it that he kind of still he got that much better. And even during this year, he was really good. But then he gets injured. I don't know. I do agree with what you're saying, but like I don't know. I just feel like the Nuggets are so much better off than than the Hawks. I don't know if you agree with that. Well, I would they, rather they be the Hawks MVP, than the Nuggets. They have an MVP no, in Nuggets, his prime right. who signed yeah, a long-term fair. extension. Yeah. And the Hawks, they're and, about to get Trey have, Young for the long run, but still. Yeah, and they but and they have Michael Porter Jr. who could be a stud. And then they also traded for um, Aaron Gordon who played really bad, but he still looked like a good player. Like, I feel, I don't know. I just, so here's the part where, here's the part where they're a better team than the Hawks. The Hawks have one all-star caliber player and the Nuggets have three all-star caliber players. Exactly. And Michael Porter Jr. Like could be really good. Like he gives me that type of like raw talent type of guy, like stud stud. And they could get him on the cheap too. Cause like, he's not that good yet. That's basically what they did with Jamal Murray, right? They were able to sign him to like a, I guess like more of like a at the time when they signed him, it was like, what are you paying this guy for? But they obviously knew what they had. They felt like he was really that good. And then uh, Michael Porter could be that similar level player where he's like a top 20 player. Like he gives me the kind of like a Jalen Brown vibe where you could be like top 25 type of type of guy. And then if he keeps even getting better, he could be better. But um, yeah. yeah, the Nuggets are in a really, really interesting spot. I, I think the Nuggets might be the, one of the most fascinating teams in the NBA. I, well, I could talk yeah. with them all day. And the other, well, also their window is closing too. But the other reason yeah. that they're better off also is because uh, Jokic is a little bit better than Trey Young. Like they're both awesome, but Jokic yeah. is, I mean, he won MVP. He's going to go down as one of the weaker MVPs in NBA history, yeah. but he did but win was, the MVP. It's also the, the same this year, though. Like this year was just everything's weak. Yeah, you know yes. I mean, like, like even like the NBA champion is going to be weak. Like, unless you're Giannis, because it's, it's, well, Giannis would deep, save it because Giannis obviously yeah. is is well. We would argue the best player in the NBA, yeah. if not, is obviously one of the three best players in the NBA. Okay, so here's here's my thing. I I honestly think that like I I really am having a like I I always say this like Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. 
I think it's Kevin Durant and Giannis that won two. I, I just have a really hard time picking who's better right now. But I would still pick Giannis over for the long haul because obviously he's way younger. But I, I do agree with that. It's it's Giannis and KD and then and then kind of like a couple other players are right around there. Yeah, and it's why that that even though this finals is a little less, that second round matchup between Brooklyn and Milwaukee is gonna be what we remember from this playoffs. It was it was it was amazing. That was really basketball was. euphoria. Some, like And there were some legendary performances, like legendary, like several games of legendary performances too, which was or, or a few games, which was really good. It yeah, let's really put it that way. Series. If if the NBA had adopted that model where they just rank everyone one to sixteen yeah, and they had exactly. met in the finals, it would have been one of the great finals of all time. One of the great series yeah. I've ever watched watched was that Bucks Nets series it's actually kind of funny you say that I I want to touch on that as well I I play 2k a lot and they always have these stupid commentary on it but like there's something one I I can't remember who it was like they had like a they have this thing now where they they bring on like other people and they like talk and they bring Shaq on sometimes it's it's kind of dumb but they they said one thing that kind of like tipped kind of got, got me thinking it was like he some guy was like oh what do you think about you know doing the whole thing where they don't they, they, there's no conference and it's just one you know one the, the best teams are one through eight or, or one through succeed or whatever they do and I honestly think like what are your thoughts on that like do you think that they should do that because like it makes sense to me because there'd be so many Eastern Conference teams that just wouldn't be in it but I feel like Eastern Conference would wouldn't sign off on that hockey kind of hockey kind of proved to us that that doesn't really matter because you're yeah. still all it does is just change the way that matchups get made like that's the, true like this year even if you did it you still would have had Utah playing Milwaukee you still would have had the Clippers versus Phoenix you would have had the exact same matchups just at different times it's just but there's but no I, perfect I, way to do it either way fair I agree with that, but I feel like Utah versus Milwaukee would be way more interesting than the Hawks versus. The, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm always looking to change the game, right? I'm always looking to like enhance it, not not make not change it. I wanna, I keep because I think the NBA is just so progressive on so many things. They're always ahead of everyone. They are always like the forefront of all these things. And I just, I don't know. I think the NBA is so much better than a lot of sports at just being on being. Uh, ahead of the curve so I feel like this is something that they would do they they were even talking about having an in-season tournament which is just oh no that's gonna happen that one's 100% gonna happen because people are willing to pay a lot of money for an in-season tournament it's it's like their tv deal might go up like three times what it is now no the in-season tournament is happening I just don't know when they negotiate it so so let's so let's add that to the to the mailbag that we could talk about like that type of stuff I feel like no other league would just be like totally in on. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? It just they're willing. Yeah, they're leadership willing to do is whatever more it takes. open. Yes, they have more yeah. openness in leadership than other sports. Which obviously the NFL, there's nothing you can do around that. Baseball is more closed minded, and hockey is more closed minded. So yeah, definitely. Soccer is also kind of open minded to some of this stuff, which is why yeah. they. I mean. I was talking about the idea of transfer fees would fix everything where organizations have to pay money to other teams and you don't have a salary cap, but that's a whole nother thing. But the yeah. di- the difference I have between the reseeding idea and the in-season tournament is that reseeding, you're still going to get the same things that happened this year, just with different teams. Like Philadelphia yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to play Miami in the second round and Miami yeah, is going to pull the upset and go year, to the conference finals. This, yeah, this year it just wasn't a good example for that. Um, because obviously, like, there's so much, like, weirdness, but, like, I guess in a normal, quote-unquote, normal year, like, there's so many teams in the in the Western Conference that, like, could have made the playoffs, and they're probably better than, like, the Wizards or 
even the Celtics this year. Like, like I don't know. Like, there's so many teams that could have made it. Probably like if you look at just like purely like um, records, like that. It happens every year. There's like you know like a team in the Eastern Conference that's like literally almost either under 500 or literally at 500. And then there's teams in the Western Conference that are like five to ten games over 500 or even higher, and they don't make the playoffs, which is crazy. If you think about it this year also, the one through eight regular seeding, it worked the way the NBA wanted it to. The Clippers were going to play the Lakers in the conference finals. I mean, to be fair, the only thing that messed up was Brooklyn and Milwaukee playing in the second round instead of the conference finals so that like Milwaukee could have smacked the Sixers in the second round and then played Brooklyn. That was the only thing that kind of messed up. But if not for injuries and 76ers choke, which is a combination of injuries and choking, um, they would have gotten the the way that they technically wanted because the Bucks Sixers series should have been. I mean, the Bucks would have won, but it still would have been interesting in the conference finals. It's just for sure. Yeah. Just some teams didn't didn't follow through. I.e. the Lakers and the Lakers and the Sixers didn't follow through. Didn't hold their end of the bargain type of thing, you know, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So to that point, I think you're still going to have the same problem, even if you do one through 16, which hockey showed us this year is like you can do no conferences, but you're still going to get a weird Stanley Cup final and weird conference. The only thing about hockey is just, I don't know, hockey's so different where in a way where like literally like the best team, like I feel like every year when you win like the. You, uh, you, you, you literally win the. Uh, I forget. I got, I'm pulling a blank on the like, regular season. Called. They give a trophy yeah. for best record yeah. in the regular yeah. season. To, to be honest, I'm forgetting what the trophy is actually called. But say you win that trophy, you like never win. It's crazy. Like you get you get bounced in the first round or something. Like literally, the Lightning like two years ago were the like the best team I've ever seen. I mean, they in, they had the they fairness, had the fourth best record in the history of hockey. Yeah, yeah. In fairness, the Lightning are you know they. They're a great team. Yeah, and they're about to win, win back-to-back Stanley Cup yeah, finals yeah. tonight. Yeah, it actually came a little late for them because they were—they're really—they've been good the, like this for years, but they've just been you know whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, the the Lightning had one of the best teams ever. A con- like the, the amount of wins and they get bounced in the first round. It's like it, the NBA. If that happened in the NBA, like every year, it, it, the NBA would literally just be like, what? what is happening like the NBA is so star driven where like if like LeBron gets bounced in the first round like to like I don't know like you know whoever they play in the first round and then they just get bounced you're like oh my god that's so bad or like the like the I guess you know I was gonna say the Mavericks or something but it, you know that, that that wouldn't be too bad but you know what I'm saying well I connect this to baseball too because for all the crazy results baseball has it baseball's way to solve that is by teams being the equivalent of players where you're going to have almost every year, not every year, but almost every year, you're going to have some of your superpowers make the playoffs. You know, the Dodgers make the playoffs every year. The Red Sox almost make the playoffs every year. The Yankees almost every year make the playoffs. So you're always going to get those teams in there. And sometimes they they derive new big name teams like the Padres right now. The Padres are a super popular cool, team though. that's going to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I I think the baseball is kind of trendy in that way too. Like the Padres are a super fun team. Like, and that's sick that it's, that's your team too, which is like so dope. But they're like they're so fun right now. They're kind of like they're they're a better version of like the Nets with like D Lo. Like everyone loved that team. They're like I yeah. love. 
you know, they just lo- they're like a way better version. They're, they're like, that, yeah. but they have the dreams of winning a championship, even though this magical season might end in us playing a one game wild card against Jacob deGrom or Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, but which is so unfair. Yeah, but that's the other <laughs> way baseball like, fixes it is you have some of the same teams show up every year. Like baseball is the least is the sport that has the least amount of parity, partly because they have a luxury tax penalty because the, but also because there's like super wide fluctuations in how people spend like the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays went to the World Series last year, spending five times less than the Los Angeles Dodgers. Well, and isn't it also because of the salary cap, too? I mean, salary Usually. caps help in sports in other leagues, but baseball technically. No, no, ha- no, like I'm saying the fact that there's no salary cap in baseball. Like I feel like so that really like, baseball, favors the teams that spend more usually. So that's a that's a misnomer that baseball has no salary cap. Baseball well, has yeah. a soft salary cap that's a luxury soft, tax yeah. penalty. Yeah, yeah. But all of the owners have quietly agreed to use that as the salary cap because I think only okay. only the Dodgers, I think, are over the salary cap this year. And the Red Sox used to I go f- over every year and just say to hell with the salary cap penalties, but then that yeah, kind of yeah. so, backfired so on them. So maybe that's why maybe that's why I had like a misunderstanding on it, because I feel like the Red Sox were always over it, like every single year. Yeah, the Red Sox were the one team that just said so he, it was basically like um it's like a crossing guard who's like stop and they just blew by the st- crossing guard. Like you <laughs> like technically yeah, you technically don't have to stop. Like it's just luxury tax. Like all you're doing is paying yeah. a, a smaller pay tax. Money. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like you have to be below this number. You just have to pay more penalties and teams abide by yeah. it because. Well, and, and when you're the Red Sox and you own, you know, freaking like all these other sports teams and I have all the money, they don't really. I'm not sure they well, really care very much. They do care once because if you stay over like three years, the penalties get to be like 16 times what the salary cap number is or something like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually they that too, yeah, actually. eventually they trade a Mookie Betts, a generational talent for no reason um, just to get under yeah. the salary cap. Eventually they will do that just because they the owners do start losing money. If you stay over long enough, yeah. it starts actually becoming a net loss on your team because you have to pay significant salary tax penalties. But yeah, yeah, I think this year only the Dodgers are over right now and the Dodgers could move like mm-hmm. one contract and get back under. Oh, uh, also the other part, the reason they're over right now is because like nine players are free agents on the Dodgers this offseason, like Kenley Jansen, Corey Seager, um, Max Muncie, all these dudes are free agents at the end of the year so they can like renegotiate those contracts. Oh, that's good. Well, it's yeah. good for them, I guess. Yeah. So they'll, they can go over this year cause they know 100% they'll be under next year. Cause all these big contracts come off the books. Same thing with, um, uh, not Kershaw. Kershaw signed an extension, but his goes down a little bit. They get some relief next year. So that they're good. just, they're just staying over this year and spending like crazy people. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're always in it too. So like, it's, I guess that they make the money back on like whatever, like I, on the end, I guess. Right. They, they're able to like pull more money in for like, you know, I guess like, uh, cause it's the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That's the other thing. The Dodgers are always like six of their top jerseys are top in the league in merchandise, which is funny. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you paid attention to this, but do you know, uh, Kike Hernandez? He yeah, he's yeah, on the he, Red Sox. Yeah, he plays for the Red Sox now. And this offseason, he had the seventh highest selling jersey um, in the MLB because all of Which the Dodgers actually blows fans. My mind. All the Dodgers fans love Kike and they had to buy his Red Sox jersey. I did not know that. 
Yeah, he's a he was a I, huge fan favorite for years yeah. and years. I did know that he was a fan favorite there, but I didn't realize it was like that. That's actually hilarious. Yeah, he he sold more jerseys than I think Christian Yelich this off season, which is <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so Kike Hernandez fan favorite, and like Kershaw and Mookie Betts are always at the yeah. top of jersey sales, yeah. and definitely. Yeah, and it's the I'll, Dodgers. I'll, What's that other guy? I, I, I'm like, to be honest, I'm a, once again, I'm a, I'm a casual fan. There's another, there's the other guy they have. That's uh, really nasty. Bellinger. Bellinger's yeah, the yeah, MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys and Walker Bueller's another really good pitcher, but the Dodgers, yeah. yeah. And the Dodgers have an ownership group that's worth like $5 billion with uh, Magic Johnson and some, uh, yeah. some tech yeah. moguls and things like that. It's a good problem to have. And they also have a lot of, you know, like top end, like superstar type of talent where they can sell that. So yeah, the, yeah, the, the Dodgers a, broke Moneyball because now they have all of the smarts because they hired the the guy who built the Tampa Bay Rays when they had like Evan Longoria yeah. and won the World Series yeah, back then. So they've got the smarts and the money now and just blow everyone out in the division every year. My division of the San Diego Padres. <laughs> yeah, but San Diego spent this year and they're good. You know, they have and they also have like the pretty much like the most I would I he's got to be the most fa- like the everyone loves uh, Tati like he's literally the guy right he's got to be I mean he is the face of baseball in I would say in the like 30 and under demographic he is definitely yeah. the face of baseball I think you literally could literally argue- everyone loves him like, dude like let's put it way, they do not talk in Boston they do not talk baseball besides the Red Sox and they're always talking about Tatis they literally love him yeah Tatis and Shohei Otani would be the two probably yeah. and Mookie's yeah, right I- there too Mookie actually Mookie might be right there so Mookie Tatis and Shohei Otani would be the faces I just of feel baseball like- I'm also not saying that Mookie's not as interesting because he, you know, he, I, I, I obviously have like a personal thing with, you know, being on Boston, but I feel like Tatis Jr. is so entertaining and I feel like Shohei Itani is more entertaining than Mookie Betts. Maybe it's just me being a little biased, but I don't know. I just feel like I like them so much. Well, because Shohei Otani has like a two ERA, which is like, yeah, he made the all-star game as a starting For pitcher both. and he's on pace to hit 60 homers. And, and didn't he make it for as a, as a hitter too? Yeah, he's starting DH in the All Star game. He's not going to pitch so, in the All Star game. He's just going to hit. But he made it. Yeah, but but he made it for both. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, has that ever happened before? Uh, it has never happened before. No. Yeah, he the guy is just unbelievably so fun. You know what I mean? That's so sick for baseball that they have a guy who, especially, it's even cooler that he's from a different country too. So you're able to like kind of grow the game that way. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've watched any Angels games, but it's always like um, it's advertisements in Japanese um, behind oh, there. No, I, so yeah, yeah, I, I watch, I watch it sometimes, but like I'm like I said, like I'm I'm casual, so like I do I do catch it like whenever, whenever it's on TV, something going on. So this is usually normally like in the normal years, this is when I start catching a lot of baseball because there's like nothing going on, so I'm just like you know I'll watch it or whatever. But like then towards the playoffs, I start picking up more because I think it's more interesting as a more like I said. I'm a casual fair weather guy. But like but you were watch, saying before, you watched a lot more baseball this year than you feel like you have in the past. Yeah, absolutely. I think this year has been really interesting. I don't know if it has to do with maybe like social media presence or whatever, but I feel like baseball this year has been the most interesting I can remember, like maybe in my lifetime. Like I Maybe not my lifetime, but I, I don't know. I just feel like it's been very good this year, very interesting, very, you know, star-driven. You know, it's like – the good players are playing well, and you know I'm I'm watching like I used to never watch anything. Now I'm like catching like 
you know, Atlanta Braves games and, you know, like Washington National games. It's like, like well, you should never be watching the Nationals. You should never be watching the Washington Nationals. That team is yeah. putrid. <laughs> wait, wait. So, so where's, uh, where's that guy? Um, uh, the, he's, he's been like, he's been, he's on the Nationals, right? The, the, the leadoff hitter is hitting like Schwarber. Yeah. Schorber? Kyle Schwarber. Yeah. Well, he, I think yeah. he just broke his leg. He's got but, injured. Yeah. 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 He's, he's done. Yeah. But, but, but he was interesting. Like it just, I don't know. Like I just, for some reason, I feel like it's just more interesting. I don't know if that just maybe me, I'm paying attention well, more. You're, or you're, like, the other part is that the good thing about the Nationals, the Nationals aren't going to make the playoffs for a few years, but the cool thing about the Nationals is they do have the guy who's like third right now or like second behind Tatis and like young superstars in Juan Soto. Um, yeah. So he, yeah. yeah, he's an all-star every year. He's amazing. And um, this is the difference other when we talk about like face of baseball, it's like the guys that everyone talks about, like the best players in baseball right now are probably Jacob deGrom. Yeah. Ronald definitely. Acuna Jr. Mike Trout, yeah. even though Mike Trout's been out the whole season. Um, Wait, Tatis is like maybe it's he's not you wouldn't put him. Tatis up there? is too. No, Tatis is there, but like Tatis, Tatis is there and super popular, which is what makes you the yeah. face of baseball. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tatis is probably not gonna win the MVP. Tatis is no, probably no. not. You know, he's probably not gonna be. Uh, he might not finish top three in the NL MVP this year. He's going to be close, well, they, but yeah. But they were they. But I, I saw something the other day, and I, and I could be once again. I'm just like really just coming off of memory. I think that he's like third or in second in like a, in NL like home runs and like batting average, which like never happens either. Like he's mm-hmm. really nasty, right? Like he's a beast. No, yeah, he's unbelievable. He just happens to play in the same league as Jacob deGrom, who's having a historically yeah. amazing season, and yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr., who's playing just who's slightly awesome, better man. than he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, it's a good problem to have, I guess. And like I do think that like for whatever reason, these baseball buzz teams and maybe it's because the Red Sox are relevant again like I know that like every year they go up and down they're either like terrible or really good but I don't know I I even remember when the Red Sox were really good I wasn't very interested in the team this year like for some reason I'm like I'm just interested and I also think that it's like for whatever reason I don't know if MLB got smart but they like signed all these like you know deals with like you know, Bleacher Report or Turner or whatever, and they're like, you know, they're getting shown more on social media. So I'm really keeping up with that a lot more where I'm not able to watch the games as much. That's why people, you know, like in the NBA, for example, like I can't watch every game, but that's why Bleacher Report, ESPN, you know, they're obviously like, you know, they post a lot of Yeah, they're obviously stuff, corporate but, partners with the leagues, yeah, but they, they yeah. do post a lot of stuff. They, and they do a good, pretty good job, I think. Now, like, I think Bleacher Report is just so much better. I think Bleacher Report gets gets really bad rap a lot for for being like you know LeBron ass kissers, but they cover so much stuff. Like, I literally like I have the notifications on for Twitter, so like sometimes like I'll forget about like a you know like a tennis match or something. Like you know, it's like Serena Williams. They'll post it. I'm like, oh crap, I was really. But ESPN will just never post about that. They're just talking about like the pre-draft. You know, for the end for the NFL, and I'm like, yeah, I saw them. I saw them do a Dwayne Haskins interview the other day. I was like, we're doing Dwayne Haskins interviews in June. Yeah, and and like, and I don't know if you have the app notifications, but Bleacher Report app notifications are unbelievable. They're on top of. They're literally on top of everything. It's literally like. Like as news breaks, they're on top of it. Then I have I have ESPN as well. ESPN is literally like, like, almost two hours late on everything. Hmm. It's insane. 
Bleacher Report will be like, you know, like there'll be like a crazy dunk in basketball. I'll get a notification like literally like 30 minutes after, maybe even like 15 minutes. And then ESPN will be like, like sometimes even like like five hours later. They're always, they're so behind. It's not even funny. I know there's someone it's, whose job is to watch Woj and Sham's tweets because on Bleacher Report, like often they're the ones breaking the news to people because if you post after someone, it shows up earlier on the feed sometimes. And so, yeah, definitely. So you'll get Bleacher Report news like per Woj, but they're like two minutes after the tweet, they've got it out so that they can get the clicks instead of Woj. Yeah. And they, and this is me just being a little bit of a snob, but like they have unbelievable art too. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen this. They have, they like, they get like ESPN. I, this is me just like having an eye for it. ESPN literally has the most trash graphics i've ever seen every single time like every time like a team wins it's always complete garbage but then bleacher report has like some beautiful art and it's always so good and i think it's because espn actually has people on their staff that they have graphic design and they like will pay them to do it but bleacher report literally like freelance um uh pays like like some of the best editors in sports to do their stuff i don't know i just I think Bleacher Report is so much better than ESPN. It's not even fun, and that's why I'm like I'm such a Bleacher Report guy. I'm, they they're so good, but they're also like you know LeBron ass kissers. But that's what they all they're all like that, right? All, I'm, LeBron sells. I've noticed that. It's yeah. why ESPN does football. It's why it does Dwayne Haskins in June. Football sells. I get it. My engagements yeah. are way down on everything because it's not football season. Football sells. Yeah. So I it definitely I, does. I understand that part of it, and. Yeah, it, it's it's weird, and football season always is, it brings in the big bucks, but there's also yeah, corporate like, like, partnerships. Yeah, totally. But if you look at ESPN now, right? For for example, like SportsCenter, like so. I don't know if you know uh, the back end of it, but the guy who Omar who made House of Highlights now works at SportsCenter. I don't know if he, I don't know. If yeah, he no, that, I, I know the I know the background on this and yeah. why people are upset at him now for running yeah. the SportsCenter account. People, like a TikTok. yeah. Yeah, originally I thought it was like kind of cool. Like I'm like, oh, he's doing a good job with it, dude. SportsCenter's Instagram is garbage now. It's so bad. It's like, dude, like there's like really good things going on in like golf or you know your SportsCenter, your ESPN. You got all these you know partnerships and everything. You you like like. I would post about the NHL all the time. I would post about, you know, if it got better engagement, whatever. But I also don't have the deals. I got shadow banned or shut down. Your sports owner, you can post about whatever you want, but they don't get, they don't do anything. It's so bad. Well, it's well, like ESPN does a lot of that. ESPN is like Bleacher Report and Sports Center is like House of Highlights. They run the Sports Center account like House fair, of Highlights. Fair, but the but the Sports Center account just sucks though. I don't know. I, I felt like the House of Highlights account when he had it was so much better. And then he comes to ESPN or Sports Center or whatever. It's really ESPN, but he runs a Sports Center account. It's just so bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little critical about it, but it's like I just don't feel good about it. It's like I, it's like they're posting about like TikTok, whatever, and it's like, dude, you're Sports Center. Yeah, but, not but, like this. but ESPN was also behind the curve. Like ESPN has the resources to get in, but they were behind the curve on Bleacher Report and House of Highlights, and so now Definitely, they're trying to catch sure. up and. You know, there's not that's a lot fair. of creativity that's behind fair. it. It's just how do we copy Bleacher Report that's and that, House of Highlights? That's actually that's actually a really good point. I never thought about it like that. That ESPN, like the ESPN handle on Instagram is like Bleacher Report, and then House of Highlights is like Sports Center. That's actually a really good point. Never yeah, and they that. were behind the curve on the change with social media, and now they're catching up to it because they're ESPN and they have infinite resources to do that. But 
at the same time, it's just not as good. It's uh, it's what I call Apple TV syndrome, where Apple TV got in later on the streaming game and they're doing copycat, but it's just it's not as good except for Ted it's Lasso. Like, I will die behind Ted Lasso. That is an amazing yeah. show. <laughs> I do agree with that, actually. But I but I also think it's very watered down. And maybe that's a better word. I, I don't even know. I, I, I just I just don't feel good about it. I'm just like, I don't, I just don't like ESPN. I think ESPN is a bunch of clowns anyway. So well, maybe that's yeah, why I'm like, I've, I have my own problems with ESPN, especially with what happened this weekend to them. But ESPN yeah, like, is, yeah. is getting well, well, corporate, a, a good bit corporate, which. Yeah. For, yeah. Forget what, what happened this weekend because we could, we could do a whole freaking podcast on what happened this weekend. But I think that, I think that ESPN is garbage. Their 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 sports takes are garbage. They don't really actually put thought into it. Like the Stephen A. Smith syndrome is so bad, and like it's it's just a bad look. Like Stephen A. Smith is obviously like a you know just like a true just like like personality. That's all he is. He mm-hmm. says the stupidest stuff every day, and it's like it's just a I don't know. It really because they have to fill two hours of content yeah. every day, which is I agree with that. I, I and I also sympathize for that. I really do. I just I don't know. I just. There was like times where like he'll talk about like the Chargers. I, I'll never forget this. And uh, Hunter Henry was in the team at that time, and he's like, you know, Hunter Henry's you know really good, and they're going to be good this year. And he's he's been out for with like a knee injury the entire year, and it's like, yeah, I remember dude, that. Like, it, it just like it, like uh, it happens. You know, you're going to make mistakes. Like, I get it. You're human, but it's like, dude, you are literally the face of the. You know what I mean? Well, they made it. That, that was the joke afterwards. It was just like, oh, no, they're working him too hard. He's just too tired now. They've got his like ESPN Plus <laughs> yeah. show first take. He's doing like Sports Center. He does NBA but countdown. He, does, he is a grinder. He's he's everywhere. It, it is it is insane. He really is like the hardest working guy for sure. But, but that like, is that's it, part of ESPN's market correction recently, too, is exactly what you were let talking everyone about. Go. They let everyone go, but the people that they still pay tons of money, like Stephen A. makes eight million a year, and Rachel Nichols makes five million a year, and uh, what's um, Reese Davis makes like seven million, and Mike Greenberg makes seven million. They have the people that they pay tons of money do everything. They overwork the shit out of them because they kept them at such a high rate. Is they overwork yeah. all the people like, who are like at the literally top. is like literally Stephen A. Smith is doing like UFC. Like, what are you doing there? Yeah, it's like just because they paid him $8 million. He's going to do hockey, too. I bet you he's going to show up at hockey coverage at some point. <laughs> well, well, and hockey got, got smart because they I, they signed a deal with Turner, and that's like, Turner is, in my opinion, like, that's that's like the gold standard, like what they're doing. They they got it. They understand. Turner actually owns Bar- a Bleacher Report, don't they? Yeah, they bought Bleacher Report, yes. They own Bleacher yeah, so Report like, and House of Highlights. Yeah, so, so it makes sense to me now. Like, I, it's actually... It's come full circle. I like Turner a lot. I like what they're doing. And they, and then, you know, with uh, TNT, the TNT, the TNT countdown show with, with uh, Shaq and Barkley might be the best. That, that's that that's literally no, it's the gold watch. standard. It's, it's the gold standard yeah. for, for TV, for TV studio show or just sports TV yeah. of the last 20 years. It is the gold standard for sports TV. And, Definitely. I, I do have my thoughts about their baseball broadcast because I, I, I wish that they uh, they invested more in the baseball. Bro- but the baseball broadcast is fine. It's only like two weeks of the playoffs like Turner. Yeah. It's fine. Like Fox is better. But, you know, Turner's baseball broadcast is fine. And I love Pedro Martinez and Jimmy Rollins is a good addition. And obviously 
Ernie Johnson does the studio show. It's hard to mess up baseball. It's just Fox has a really good show. But yeah, yeah. I think their hockey program is going to be awesome. I mean, NBC's yeah. was quite corporate, but I, I oh, assume so it's going to be good. It was it was so bad. Yeah, that's the it, that's something that I think that like Bleacher Report just nailed early on. That it doesn't need to be corporate. It could be like fun. There could be cutesiness to sports. You don't have to be like prim and prop BS all the yeah. time. Like if was, you've ever seen was, early Bleacher Reports, just all top ten lists. Just their entire articles are just top yeah. ten lists from like 2009, 2010, 2011. Yeah, so I, I saw I saw one the other day. Uh, I saw on, on hockey the other day. Like I, I can't remember. I can't remember what series it was. It might have been even like a month ago, but it was recently. And there was two guys, and it was uh, it was um, Patrick Sharp, and I, I can't remember that other guy's name. They were like, it was went to overtime, and they're like, who do you think is gonna win the the the, I, the the girls? I think it's um maybe Emily Kaplan or whatever. She she actually used to be a Boston girl, and they're like, and they, they and they both pick the opposite teams, and they're like, what do you think to her? And she's like, I I I don't want to choose, and I'm like. What are we doing here? Like, well, are you I, underst- I understand the person who's the the person in the chair is supposed to be objective. Like Ernie Johnson never makes picks that way. But this is the beauty of inside the NBA is that Charles Barkley can just say whatever the hell he wants. And it doesn't matter because it's just entertainment. It's not analysis. It's just entertainment. But that's what it should. But that's what it should be. I think more entertainment than analysis. Because like, do I really think that this person knows more than like someone else? Maybe. But it's like I don't know. They're really not saying a lot. They do a really good job on on inside and on the TNT broadcast. Because like, uh, Kenny's really the only one who does like actual analysis. I mean, Shaq does it a little bit, but. Yeah, they do analysis, but they're just not correct all the time. They're just correct less than most analysts would be just because they... But they also make it funny. You know what I mean? They make make it fun and entertaining. Yeah, I, I think know. a lot of that is chemistry, like chemistry yeah, and people who get sure. the show. It's it's an odd sure. combo in in sports and in TV. You just it's chemistry with the partnerships, which chemistry, you know, you can find it. It's like Shaq came in and they were fine. Like, the, well, Shaq was going to have to have chemistry no matter what. But then it's it's an audience that will tune into everything you do for the entertainment value. Like yeah, it's definitely it's finding people who get the show that you can do inside jokes, not like no pun intended, but you can make inside jokes <laughs> with people who get the show. And then you have this cult following of people who get the inside jokes because they listen to literally everything you do. It's like a cult. It's literally a cult. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and like, I, I would say that I'm like definitely not a cult follower, but I'm, I, I mean, I literally tune in like every Thursday like every Thursday games, I'm like watching them. I think they're so entertaining, and you know, like the, like Chuck will say something so dumb, and it'll just be like it'll be like posted everywhere on the internet. That's also something else that I feel like Turner and Bleacher Report got it very very early. They got the fact of how important the internet was, and they and they were able to do the meme type of stuff and fun. And then and then and then ESPN was just like light years behind that I just didn't get it I'm but so that, glad that, I'm so glad you brought that up because Shaquille O'Neal I was listening to Adam Lefko on a podcast before yeah he's I, good too love, he's good too he he's love. a Bleacher Report guy right or Turner I so guess Turner. He's, he's he has a contract with Bleacher Report but he took over the um the Tuesday show on yeah he's TNT. great and he's great I think he's really interesting I actually listen to his podcast like often Oh yeah, rest in peace. The Lefko pod might be might yeah. be done, but we'll see. Oh uh, really? Yeah, well, that actually kind of there's that's bad news. Yeah, well, well, they don't know yet. We'll see. But anyways, okay. Um, 
Lefko was talking about Shaquille O'Neal, and he's like, every time Shaq goes on the air, his goal is to go viral. He he's he talks in his mind, how can I go viral? How can I go viral? Because that's how you remain relevant in the 21st century. Shaq gets it, is that viral moments are what will draw attention to you and therefore draw attention to your show. Shaq gets the idea of how can I go viral as the court jester entertainer? How can I as an entertainer go viral? I saw... To, to to add to that, I saw something where his son Shakif Shakif Shakif, sh- he oh, well actually Sharif. The, the, the Sharif is the older one. I don't know if you're talking yeah, about the, the older one. one. Yeah, sh- no, the older one. Sharif, yeah, the is one that the, the heart one. issue. Yeah, yeah the Sharif O'Neal. I actually watched um, him play in high school. It was kind of cool. Oh wow, um, I saw this thing where like it was like an Instagram post or something, and some guy was talking trash to him, and then he commented and he said something that like kind of like resonated with me. He was like. He he said something like the, the the fan was like oh Shaq is a joke like he's just a loser or whatever he's not relevant or something along those lines and his son's like what other guy in like sports is on the, is on like literally on the internet everywhere viral all the time he's being posted on social like sports center I'm like it's true he completely gets it and he got it at a very early time where the internet wasn't like where it was he still put out stupid videos funny stuff like whatever it was and was also like a very smart businessman so he was able to market both of those tie them both together and became this like absolute like freaking titan of industry you know because he's been doing that his entire career and when social media happened it's like social media was built for shaquille o'neal like shaquille o'neal legitimately pre-internet would you know go on larry david or with larry david and like pretend like he tore his knee and then that's like a a legendary moment on like like when he tripped on yeah yeah and then also to uh you know he was like a dj and he did rap and all this like he was yeah like he was in big, big... he did movies and like wore funny outfits yeah. to movie premieres and mooned rick fox at a media day like he, yeah. he was all over the viral moments and then like social media was just perfect for him yeah that's actually a good point it's it really just kind of fits his personality i guess i never thought about that it was more of like this was always the way he's been and he realized that at like a very early time of it, social media or Maybe didn't even realize. Maybe it was just literally like, like you said, made for him. It was perfect for what he is. Like just funny, stupid content that he just did before, anyways. Now he's like, oh, I'm just gonna put it on the internet. What I've been doing for the past 15 years, anyways. Do you remember when um Shaquille when the the Christmas tree fell on Shaquille O'Neal when he was uh, doing like inside the NBA early on when he yeah, was like I'm pretty, shooting I'm a pretty free sure. throw. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. So I he asked that. someone in the studio, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you pushed the Christmas tree down? And there's literally like a production guy behind him, like pushing the tree down on him. And it's like, yeah, that, <laughs> wouldn't that be funny? That would go viral. Um, and then he like yeah. shows his feet and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah, was a, there was a nasty. TikTok dance or something and Lefko was telling the story. He's like, Shaq was like, hey, what if we did the, the TikTok dance? And then he like did it and posted it on his social media in the studio. I also saw one. I also saw one. Some, I think I actually think it was Lefko talking about it. He was talking about, I don't know if you remember that thing when they were like, they, like it was a TikTok thing where they would like, um, like stare over a phone and throw an egg up in the air. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Would like, they did that. And, and then, then, and, and then he threw it at, I think, I think, I, I can't remember if it was, Barkley threw it at Shaq or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, Barkley threw it it at Shaq's head. Yeah, he hit Shaq right in the head. Yeah, like that was like borderline one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like that's just, that's what they do. They're so smart that way where they're able to keep up with the times. 
I don't know if it's something to do with if maybe it's a Shaq or a Barkley thing, or they have really good people around them where they're like, oh, let's do this, and they're and they're just really funny and they're able to do it. I don't know. I think it might be a combination of both. You would enjoy the the inside the NBA documentary that they did. They talk about all this stuff where basically it's like oh. they I um yeah it it came out this year during the All Star break and I watched half of it or I watched like two and a half where, of the four. Where episodes. is it? Where can you get that? I know it was on TNT, but I don't know where you can get it now. Okay, yeah, um, I'll look into it. I'll look into it. Yeah, they aired it on TNT, but anyways, they were talking about how like the other guys don't show up to the production meetings, but it, Ernie shows up like f- six hours early with like f- there's like 50 staff there and everyone's just like, all right, what anyone got any fun ideas or they'll just like be shooting the shit and they're like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? And then all of a sudden there's T-shirts falling out of the rafters with Ernie Johnson, the Godfather's face on them. And <laughs> yeah, they're silly stringing Shaq when he's trying to avoid the the shoe and the water oh, balloon yeah, game. Yeah. Like they, yeah, they just yeah, come yeah. up with stupid shit like that all the time. And it's just like, but it's also it just fits their personality and there. And, and then once again, people just like Shaq and like Barkley. They think you think they're dumb. And even when they even get negative publicity. It's a good thing. Like, I remember what the whole thing with Donovan Mitchell when Shaq was like, he said something along the lines of like, you know, I wanted to like say that I don't think your game was fit for this moment or whatever. And then Mitchell's like, I don't really care what you think. And then the whole social media world got all freaked out about it. And and then Shaq came up the next day and he was like, yeah, you know, or maybe it was like a week later, you know, uh, uh, right after that, that incident. He's like, yeah, you know, me and my mom were talking. She told me to like, you know, be nice to these kids because you know whatever, and like you, you think he's gonna apologize, and he's like, no, I'm no, they're they're just soft. <laughs> but that's like, the other oh thing my. is that like, remember, I don't know if you paid attention to what happened to Jay Williams because I like I respect Jay Williams a bunch. Yeah, the Celtics thing where then he that lied was such afterwards. A bad, that was such a yeah, and he's like, oh, I got uh, I got uh, I got hacked or something. Yes. He just looks so stupid. It was very clearly a lie, but. His he he obviously takes himself seriously. Like he has basketball yeah, exactly. credibility, and he Shaq and Chuck he, don't take themselves seriously. The, he could have made that funny. He could have done something funny with that, and people would have respected. But like you said, it's just literally like how you hold yourself. He thinks he's better than I. I do like Jay Williams too a lot, actually. So I I I, I, I do hear you what you're saying. But you could have easily thought that was funny. I, I don't know if you I like literally that night he was on with uh Jay um Jalen Rose and. They were talking, and Jalen Rose is like, "Well, I got hacked," and that was just yeah. Like, Jalen Rose, Jalen Rose is an entertainer. Like Jalen Rose yeah. knows how to be entertaining and talk about basketball. Like Jalen Rose yeah. would be perfect on that inside show, like in the Kenny Smith yeah. role. It's just I agree, yeah. They haven't built the show that way. Like they've got Woj. Like Woj obviously takes himself seriously. He's Woj, well, but but he's different though. He's actually like like Woj and like Shams are like. They're journalists. Like they're, they're, they're yeah, journalists. Yeah, yeah they're extent. like they're like no, but they're they're like the like arguably the most important people in the sport because whatever because I don't trust any reports that really come out of anyone. I mean, I, I do trust them like to a certain extent, but like when I see it come out of Woj or like Adam Scheffner or Shams, you're like, damn, like that, like that's solid. Doesn't matter what like that Woj said it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they're, they're Ian always Rappaport right. Rappaport is fuming that you didn't mention him right there. Like Ian Rappaport <laughs> is like bleep you right now, man. Come on, well, bleep you. Well, 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 Ian Rappaport is kind of like a baby shams. He he does have good insight too, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But to that to that point, yes, they it's definitely they're more journalists than anything else. But it's just a different show, and and 
I'm obviously a big Levitard guy, so I understand that to an extent. Oh, I'm in that cult. Like I, I'd listen. But to he's fun. All but but he's fun though. He has good funny memes on the internet too. Sometimes. Well, and the the whole show is just uh, it's satire. The whole show is a satire of a sports show where they do the same thing. It's like, wouldn't it be funny if we raced outside and then someone's remember, pants fell down? Remember, remember when like he like. Actually, I'm actually asking this. Yeah, something happened where he left ESPN. And he's like, he told the story on the internet. It was like something like the guy that like was on his show wasn't his real dad. And they like, and he like, was that like, was that real? No, that was all fake. So it was based on it. It was based on a story of a, it was a, I think a professor at a university who pretended that she was a a professor of like African-American studies, but she's white and oh. that was just all satire based on that. And then, oh, okay. it, then it just ran with because, it. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh. Because well, like, literally everyone believed him. Like, like yeah. I saw like people were verified being like, I don't know if this is a joke or not. No, like, that, that's the no beauty idea. of it. You have no idea what's real. and what's No, I heard it right away. I'm just like, oh, that's obviously they're trolling. Like, obvious because I get the show. Like, literally, they yeah, have yeah, a yeah. they have a thing for that where people take that seriously. And you hit a button and it's a gong. And his dad says, you don't get the show. Literally, if you <laughs> if you don't get the show, then you don't get that all of it is just a joke, and you never know what's real and what's not. Like very clearly, that's, that's fake. And for the for the ten thousand people or whatever, I it thought is, it was. I, I I thought it was definitely fake. Like, but then I'm like, I don't know because he's like a like I I once again like you said I don't know him like like you do. Yeah. So I wasn't able to be like I don't really even know what a show is like to be honest. So I was like. For from what I was told, I thought he was a pretty like respected guy. He is in the industry, so I was like, "Man, this is this seems pretty legit." And then and then no. I'm happy that you cleared that up for me. To be no, honest. and then then they took it a step further where um, Mina Kimes and Pablo Torre were actors and they're yeah. fake siblings. They just kept taking it to new yeah. extremes. And Poppy, I knew that they the were. Video. I knew that they were joking about that. I like. I was able to pull that gear. I like Mina uh, Mina Kimes a lot. She's funny. Yeah, and, and that's the other thing that, that show has. They had a campaign hashtag Mina for Monday Night Football, but um, it, it's it's all just jokes. All of it is a. It's like one. It's like The Office, basically. It's it's basically the same chemistry as The Office that all of these shows have, where people care religiously about it. And actually, they talked to um, Mike Schur, who was one of the people who made The Office, and yeah. He's like the moment he realized that that show had like legs and like was like a cult following was when people were getting aggressively like aggressively passionate over Stanley, who's like the 19th character in the show. But yeah. people cared yeah. really deeply about. Stanley. Well, you know, what's pretty funny about that show. Like I could literally do an entire I love office is my thing. But mm-hmm. that's funny you that you just brought that up. But um the funny thing about The Office is, like, I would argue it's more popular now than it ever has been. Well, maybe not right now, but, like, once, like, Netflix came out or whatever. Yeah, like, it's now kind of chuggy, but back in, like, 2015, 16, it was, like, the shit. Yeah, a lot of people, apparently it's, like, not cool to, like, The Office now. Apparently it's, like, yeah, not Yeah, it's chuggy. Chuggy is, uh, chuggy means what's that it was, word even mean? So, chuggy means that it's something that was, like, really cool in, like, 2014, 15, 16, and now is cringeworthy, like dabbing. If you do a dab now, it's cringeworthy, yeah. but it was really cool Whoa. back in 2014, Whoa, the 15. office is considered as cringeworthy. You would actually say that that's the, really? I mean, that's kind of what it's the idea. It's like, it was really cool back then, but people who still reference the office, it, it can be a little bit cringy when people like <laughs> oh reference God. scenes in the office. I must 
must I must be the most cringy person ever. I literally reference it every time I well, I'm also a little bit older, so maybe it's like because all my friends still think it's really funny and like yeah. people I, I, I associate with. So maybe if I like went up to like uh actually it's funny you said that because I have like a younger cousin who's like 15 and I was telling her about like she was like asking me like, Oh, what type of shows do you watch? And I talked about the office and she's like, I never seen it. And I'm like, How have you never seen the office? And she's like, I don't know, like my friends don't watch the office. And I'm like, Are you guys like American? Like, do you like do that? And then and then uh, now that you're kinda telling me it was Chugi. Chugi, that's that's what the yeah, kids say now. Chugi. It's a new it's a new verb. I learned it I learned it okay. about a month ago. I'm like, it's it's actually in the dictionary now. Like that's actually I just, a thing. I just learned the I just figured out the terminology of what bougie meant before I like didn't totally understand how <laughs> I get it. So 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 I, I'm trying to keep up with the lingo. I'm trying. Yeah. I don't even know why Conor McGregor is fighting this weekend. Like he's fighting, he's fighting on Saturday. Like why? Like why? You're worth like six hundred million dollars. Like you can't really like fighting that much, do you? Yeah, we talked about that off air. I mean, it's a nice payday. It is a nice payday. Yeah, that that fight's yeah, gonna be like, a nice payday. I mean, like, yeah, unless unless you can't. I mean, like, let's put it this way. Like, this is I. I want to leave this for a final thought. I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up about about athletes. So yeah, we can, let's go for we, it then. Right. Let's okay. go for the final thoughts here for our buddy Cam here. I can save the. Uh, we'll figure all this out, but uh, we'll we'll save the the plugging for later. But in the meantime, make okay. sure follow, download, five star review, all that stuff. So, uh, for our buddy Cam, what is your final thought here for today? So I think that like I it just kind of came to me like before the show, and I just was like, oh, I'm really excited to bring this up. I think that the money thing in sports is so stupid and how much money these guys make, right? And, like, you know, when is it getting to the point where you're, like, is it about the money or about the sport? So you're able to, like, figure out, like, determine, like, who's really about the money and who's really about the sport just depending on, like, you know, if you're really loyal or whatever, quote-unquote. Like, yeah, or if you if you take it, less. If you're pro-management, yeah. you're loyal, and if not, yeah. then, you're, uh, yeah, then you're an entitled brat kind of idea. <laughs> Yeah, but like, 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 quote unquote, because obviously that's like, that's yeah. just like, it's of course, like, yeah, that's a narrative, you know, whatever. So, um, thinking about Conor McGregor, like, dude, you like, like $25 million is obviously, or like $20 million or even $10 million, still $10 million, it's a lot of money, but you just sold, you know, a big portion of your company for like $600 million, something along those lines. It's like, holy crap. What like what is it? What is like like what is twenty million dollars to you at that point? You know what I'm saying? Like you literally just you made six hundred million. Like what is too much? So I, if I was him, I would just literally go away. Like why do you have to be in the forefront unless you really like it, which I have a hard time believing. Like you like getting punched in the face. Well, then you can do know. things that aren't motivated by money. At this point in your life, now you can do. That's things That's what I'm that saying. You could motivated. like travel the world. You could like do whatever you want to do. You like 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 even Dave Portnoy on Barstool says it all the time. He's like, I don't worry about money. I just like do what I want to do. Yeah, and obviously he doesn't he's still have to. Because like, of course he yeah, loves Barstool. Barstool is his child. Yeah, exactly. At this point. That's his life. Like, that's who he is anyways. But, like, I just can't imagine that someone, like, really likes getting punched in the face. Because, like, let's put it this way. If you're really good at marketing yourself and you make a lot of money, like, i.e. Conor McGregor, like, obviously you like sports and fighting, but end of the day, it's about the payday. Like, you you, you see all these guys complaining about what they're making, and it's about really just in society in general. Like, making more money is better. But, like... You know, you know what I'm saying? Like making ten million dollars when you have six hundred million to get punched in the face seems like pretty dumb. 
Well, that's why I was I was stunned when McGregor came back to fight. And to be honest, I assume this will be his last fight, like unless something crazy well, comes out. Well, from from what I was reading, if he wins, he's like he's already talking about being he wants to be the he wants to fight for the title. So I'm like so like there's already like this already whole thing building about how him he's like, "Oh, I'm going to retire." Well, this is not coming from him, but like I people from his camp, quote unquote, that if he loses, he's retired. He's going like, to retire for the 8th time this time. Is this yeah, 7 or yeah, 8? Yeah, but like uh, but yeah, yeah, or the 20th, I'm not even sure. But he's going to retire. Like he has to. He can't he can't lose two in a row to like Dustin Poirier is a good fighter, but he's not like Khabib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's like not well, like this like generational guy. It's the same thing that happens with a lot of these rich people, whereas when money doesn't become a, a value anymore, it becomes about legacy. Like, Connor probably Which cares about his legacy. Fair. So so if you're getting into that, so that's kind of what I was going with it. So say, like, you make, uh, you know, $20 million a year or whatever. It's got to be all about the legacy at that point because, like, I mean, $10 million on top of 20 is still a lot of money, but it's still just, like, you're, you're filthy no, rich yeah, it's to gen- begin it's with. It's generational wealth for sure. Yeah, yeah, so like it's just an interesting thing to me. It's like it's all going to either be about a legacy because it can't be about the money anymore. So it's like you I mean, really it's see also what these guys what you're are worth. By. I mean, he. It, yeah, this is the thing fair, I say with fair. like Chris Paul right now, where there's fun reports that Chris Paul might be interested in joining the Knicks, which is you know it's that time of year Knicks rumors <laughs> with superstars. Um, yep. If Chris Paul is going to go for a hundred million dollars, or Chris Paul is going to get you know a, a four year hundred and thirty million dollar contract, yeah, Chris Paul's worth that. So go get what you're worth instead of. But I'm also know, not saying don't sign that. I'm just saying in general, it's like what is like. Like, 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 do you really like what you're doing? Like, obviously, Chris Paul and these guys do, so they don't really, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting, the whole money thing where you're able to be like, well, what is too much? Do I really like what I'm doing? You know, am I just playing for money or am I? It's also what the money represents. Money can also equal power at times. And so sometimes it's what the money represents. I just think it's so interesting. And it's, it's. Excuse me. It's also one of those things we could just do a full freaking podcast on too, where people just like the whole money situation in sports is insane right now. It just it's hard to believe that some of these guys literally make like a million dollars a week. Or McGregor I mean? McGregor's interesting that way. Well, there's yeah, yeah. It's it's we're society as a whole is so fascinated by rich people. I've always found it so yeah. interesting that society is it, fascinated it, it, it by is rich people. Interesting. It is very interesting because I just think that people think that money fix all fixes all. I mean, I think it helps a lot of things, but I don't think it saves everything. You know, like this one. It, it, my, I, my feeling I on that comes from. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead on that. No, I was saying no. I was in. I.e. the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Like the, that. That's why. Also, he's also a really interesting guy. But he he literally is like he 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 builds like a you know a, a, a financial empire you know goes down for like tax fraud or whatever goes to jail comes out of jail with already like literally worth nothing he's like like bankrupt comes out makes a whole entire new like real estate tycoon and then uh becomes like a good writer and then now he's like a big tiktok guy like it's it's insane how these guys just can like dust themselves off and just like oh let's make a like, let's make like 20 million dollars it's just it's unbelievable 
Yeah, it, a lot of it is strange opportunity, and uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is going to be a weird pivot to my final thought because, um, <laughs> yeah, we've we've got uh, another little game here for our buddy Cam right now, which is the All Star Name Game. Major League Baseball announced their All Star rosters yesterday, and one of the fun things about baseball, yes is that everyone, every team has an all-star. So there are some yes. weird names. Yes, and I'll tell you this, that I am a, I am a definition of a casual fan. So like, I'm going to probably get these wrong, for sure. All right, all right, because I've got uh, this again. We're going to make it a little easier on Cam to not make this okay. just an absolutely impossible game. But we've got six questions here for you today on the all-star yep. name game, and we will find okay. out... How many daily sports dosage can get correct here on do it. the end of the show? So question number one, which of these players is starting in the all-star game for the last place Miami Marlins? Which of these is an all-star with a three ERA this season, which is, you know, it's above average in baseball, but yep. not quite all-star level. Is it Pablo Lopez or Trevor Rogers. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just guessing. I I think I've heard of Pablo Lopez before. I think so. I'm just gonna say Pablo Lopez. That is incorrect. Trevor oh. Rogers is a starter. <laughs> right. Now both are left-handed starting pitchers for the Miami oh, okay, Marlins. Okay. But okay, okay. So, so I, I've, I've definitely heard of Pablo Lopez. I've never heard of that other guy. Before. Yes, Pablo Lopez has won a playoff game before. So congratulations to uh, <laughs> you for knowing Pablo Lopez. But no, yeah. Tr- Trevor okay. Rogers is the uh, starter in the All-Star game for the terrible Miami Marlins. They're not yeah, actually I terrible. I might be in trouble. I might be in trouble. Jeez. At the very least, you can get 50% of these correct. Remember, there, there is okay. always a 50% threshold here. So... <laughs> Next up on the list, which of these National League teams who are currently the two worst teams in the National League put multiple All-Stars in the 2021 All-Star game? Is it the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Pittsburgh Pirates? Again, these have the two worst records in baseball right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I have no idea. Um... I'm just going to say the Diamondbacks because they're so freaking bad. Why did they just lose like 24 games in a row on, on the road or something? Yes, they went over two months without winning a road game, um, which is quite unbelievable. But it is indeed the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, my. No, I'm, I might go. I might lose them all. Again, oh there was a 50-50 shot on that one. But, the but P- I also I also was trying to go so outlandish there because I know the Diamondbacks are so freaking bad. That just made sense just to like, I don't know. Just I was just guessing that way. So wow, zero for two. That's pretty good. Yes, the the Pittsburgh Pirates put Adam Frazier as well as Brian Reynolds in the All Star game, which is very confusing. But they've got two All Stars for for some strange reason. Um, that's pretty good for them. Yes. Next up on the list, which of these playoff teams? presently only has one all-star in the all-star game now this can obviously change because people get added later on but this playoff team presently only has one all-star in this year's all-star game is it the tampa bay rays or 
the San Francisco Giants. Dude, I'm. This is so bad. All right, uh, Giants. That is incorrect. The Tampa Bay wow. Rays, despite being the second or the first wild card team in the American League, only have one All Star in the All Star game this year, and that is Mike Zanino. Yikes! So we are. 0 for 3 right now here on the All-Star Name wrong. Game. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but I think you're going to get one correct. I do think okay, you're going to get one of these correct. So this actually makes me feel pretty good that I am just a true casual fan. Yes. I just am. So like, so whatever. I, I, I actually, in my defense, I do not watch baseball until like t- in literally until this year. Like legit, I just literally just know the Red Sox players. Yeah, and and that is understandable. That is <laughs> that is fair that you would be in that position. But uh, the next one that would have been the 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 answer that would have been even interesting. They're imagine, obviously imagine being daily sports though, since they're not knowing this. This is so bad. I'm basically the new Charles Barkley. I can just say whatever I want. Hopefully, no one makes fun of me. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of where you're at right now. Is you can say whatever you want. <laughs> we get to laugh at you because uh, if I hoped you would get fifty percent, you are currently you have to get all of these right just to get fifty. Well, I'll tell you this. Maybe maybe we should do something for where, where I, I put you up against like UFC things so you just have no idea what you're talking about. Oh so you can, can do this you can do it to me in hockey you can you can do that to okay, me fine. all the time. Alright so maybe maybe I'll start making you look bad soon but go you can ahead. Also, you can let, also do it to me with movies. I think if you try and do movies I will sound quite like an idiot. Um, okay I'm a, I'm a big movie guy. We should also start doing that more on the podcast maybe. Maybe if the fan people can let us know like the listeners there be interested in like like doing more like sports, including other stuff. But we we did that today. Yeah, we did some of that today. We talked about sports programming today and and That's chemistries true. within duos. And obviously, you're a business guy too. Like we've done entire yeah. podcasts on business on uh, Take yep. It Easy. So, all right. So let's do it. What's the next one? Next question here. Can you name all of the Boston Red Sox All Stars this year? There is a total so, of five. Five. There are five All Stars. <laughs> Um, so I, 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 I think I can hold on. Let me just think here. Okay. So Nathan Avaldi. That is correct. Um, That's one. Matt, ba- Matt Barnes. Yes. Two. Um, JD Martinez. Three. Uh, okay. I, I think, oh, Devers, Devers, Devers got selected. I, Oh my god! I, I want to say Bogarts, but I'm not sure. Are you Are you going to say Bogarts? Yeah, I'm going to say it. Screw you it, got right? all five. That is correct. Wow! Let's go. You got I'm all like, five of the Red Sox players in the All Star game. The most of any team in Major League Baseball. Which is crazy for Which is crazy to believe, to be honest. But that's fine. Yes, and uh, also the. Okay, I feel good about that. Let's go. Yes, congratulations to you, right there, my man. So. Okay. Next up on the list. Big baseball fan. Big baseball fan here. <laughs> yes, he knows Boston Red Sox. So maybe I should have made it. Maybe I should have picked a harder question on that. No, one. no, you you had to you had to give me something. You had to give me something. <laughs> I had to give you just one, just one Boston Red Sox one, so that you could get that. You could get one correct just by knowing the okay. Boston Red Sox. All right, what do we got? What do we got? All right, next question here. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, maybe it was off the air. I think it was off the air, but uh, the Detroit Tigers have been absolutely putrid for years and years. The Detroit <laughs> Tigers have had 
the last five seasons, they have never finished better than fourth in their division, only because one year the Kansas City Royals were just garbage. They've had multiple seasons where they've lost over 100 games, and had there been a full season last year, they would have lost 98. So almost 300 lost seasons in five years, and they just somehow still have no talent. The Detroit Tigers are still just garbage five years after starting a rebuild. So with that being said, which of these players is the all-star for the Detroit Tigers? Is it Joe Jimenez, Jose Ureña, or Gregory Soto? Um, all right, so I, I think I actually know all those names. Are those, okay, okay, just a quick question. Are those all MLB players or not? Those are all MLB players, and they okay. all have at some point been on the Detroit Tigers. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I, I, I definitely know all those names. I want to say Soto. For some reason, I think that he's currently the only one on the team. You're saying Soto is your guess? Yes. That yes. is correct. Whoa. Gregory Soto right. is the all-star. See, okay. Yeah. That one was an educated guess that I actually was able to draw. I didn't just completely just guess that one. I, th- I think I knew that. So Jose Ureña is indeed a Detroit Tiger still, unless oh, he's not okay. anymore. And I just got that wrong. But he was a no, he was a fine. Miami Marlin for a while. But okay. he was a Tiger at the start of the season. And Joe Jimenez was another middle reliever who was the Tigers all star two years ago before the pandemic in 2019. Uh, OK, I, so so I that educated guess wasn't as educated. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. That they have I mean Joe, I don't know where Joe. Let's figure out where Joe Jimenez is now. I wonder if he's still yeah, on the Tigers. A, hold, hold on. I got my I got my computer right over here. I just I'm going to go one second. I'm going to look it up. Looks like he's still on the Tigers. I think he's still on the Tigers. Let's see. Yes, he has a 6 ERA this year. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, so he has played in 19 innings and has allowed what is this? 14 runs, 15 runs in 19 innings this year. So, uh, yeah, no, Joe, Joe Jimenez, not great, but made the all-star game a couple years ago. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Joe Jimenez and uh, whatever your major league career ends up being. God, he got to the Tigers in 2017, right when they started sucking. So it's just been all bad for him. <laughs> Spent yeah. five years on the Tigers. It's just all been bad. Uh, all right. Cam is two for five, so we've got one question left here. I want to get 50% on so bad. The show. There's technically another question that maybe I'll throw out after, but All right. The Texas Rangers presently have the worst record in the American League East or American League West, only ahead of or I'm sorry, only behind the Anaheim Angels, who somehow have two of the best players in baseball, but also yeah, which doesn't make any sense to me by the way. Yeah, I, I don't no. get that. How can you be that bad and still have like not only the two of the best players, like arguably like generational talents? Like, how does that even happen? Not only that, they also have like Justin Upton and Anthony Rendon and Jared Walsh made the All Star game this year for the Do Angels. Do you have any insight on that? Do you have any insight? Like, why? So well, I how can. Is that possible? So I've talked about before with the Angels. I one baseball has one player doesn't matter as much, but at the same time. Yeah. I've always said I can explain why it is, but I don't understand why those things are true. The reason why is that the Angels have never had a top 
15 pitching staff in baseball across the last six years of Mike Trout. They've never produced a top prospect out of their farm system until Jared Walsh, who's now an all-star for them this year. Um, they've all consistently been bottom 10 in farm system. They've never had good pitching. Uh, they've never had a good bullpen and injuries usually catch up to them. And what's Otani? They just signed him, right? Otani was a like... free eight was the biggest free agent, not just because of how great he is, but because you didn't have to pay him. He was coming over under 25. So he's only making rookie wage in baseball this year. I think he's only making like $900,000 this year. Oh, so he's going to, he's about to make a so much money in about two or three years i think he hits free agency but baseball's weird because he could have waited two years in japan and then come over and gotten a full like 200 million dollar contract but he wanted to come play in the majors obviously he's amazing and gonna win mvp but he wanted to come over before ridiculous that that is actually ridiculous. I, I that's super interesting. So yeah, he's not even a big money free agent. Like Anthony Rendon, he's making like two hundred million dollars, and Trout's making four hundred million dollars, and yeah. Upton's a big contract. But yeah, it's strange that they suck. But they also have the same record as the Yankees, who also suck this year, which is really strange. But yeah, to yeah, the yeah. point on the Texas Rangers, who have the worst record presently. In the American League West, only worse, the only team worse than them is the Baltimore Orioles in the American League. How many All-Stars did the Texas Rangers have this year? Or, I'm sorry, which of these players is an All-Star for the Texas Rangers? Is it A, Joey Gallo, B, Kyle Gibson, C, Adolis Garcia, or D, all of the above because for some dumbass reason, Major League Baseball put three Texas Rangers in the All-Star game despite the fact that the Tampa Bay Rays only have one All-Star this year and it just doesn't make any sense. So I have no idea. Just the way that you just the, the way you just described that means that they all all of them got in. <laughs> yes, and that was the joke I was going for at the end, which is just why the bleep did you put three Texas Rangers in the All Star game when they are absolutely terrible this year? So I legitimately had no idea, but just you just yelled a dead giveaway for how passionate you got about that. Yes, no, I just wanted to rant about the. That wasn't even a question. That wasn't about you. That was just me ranting about baseball putting three Texas Rangers in the all-star game that's funny that's, that's so that's so good uh, yes if you want one more question can you name yeah. a single colorado rocky can you name a single colorado rocky <laughs> doesn't have to be their all-star can you name a colorado rocky uh <laughs> i i don't know dude fuck i think that wait isn't it there, there's this uh oh what's his name hold on no no, no i do know i do hold on hold on hold on give me just give me one second i, I really think it, it's uh Oh man, it's um, he's got a beard. I I know I like, I know him. I actually no, I know two guys. It, uh, is Trevor Story still there? Trevor Story is technically still there, although he won't be there in a month. By July thirty first, okay, he won't be there. Oh 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 um Blackman. Blackman? Charlie, Charlie Blackman. Blackman, that is correct. Oh, okay. If you, right, if okay. you had said story, I would have given you a half point because technically he's still there, but he could be traded any point from now until J- July is, 31st. Trevor Story is a good player, though, isn't he? No, he's or a good player, good. but he's a free agent yeah. at the end of the year, and the Rockies yeah, yeah, are yeah, yeah. 20 yeah, games he's, he's below 500. Yes. He's a rental. He'd be a, he'd be a perfect rental. But I remember, I remember Charlie Blackman there. The reason why I, I don't even know anything about him, the only, the only reason why I know him is because he during the COVID thing right before he's like he like spits or something before his like his at bat or something and he's like like basically the MLB's like you know put out a law or a new um, rule that you can't spit and he's like 
are you really going to tell me not to spit? I can't not spit before. And I'm like, this is so baseball. It's not even funny. He's like is. crying about it. Yeah, no, it is. It, it is Charlie Blackman being Charlie Blackman, which is funny also because for like three weeks he was hitting 400 and they were like, oh my gosh, a player might hit 400. And then he regressed to the mean and hit like 190 the rest of the year. It was like, well, it was fun but while it lasted. It, it, is, is he a really good is he a pretty good player or what like, so what, he what are your thoughts on so him? the Rockies used to be really good and he yeah, he, he made the all-star game every year and they made like two playoff appearances they lost in the wild card game and then they won a wild card game and lost to the yeah. Brewers in 2018 yeah. so the Rockies were really good with like Arenado and story and him and oh, yeah, Desmond yeah. but yeah now the team stinks and part of that is Charlie Blackman is no longer an all-star but he's like their big money player that's going to play on a crappy team for the next 6 years while the Rockies try and yeah. rebuild. Yeah so. yeah um did they get a good return for Arenado? <sighs> they got a good return only in the fact that they did they got to save like 160 million dollars. They got mid-level prospects for him. So so it doesn't sound like they got that good of a return with it's, that It was as bad as the Mookie Betts trade, except they didn't get Alex Verdujo. They got some players yeah. that might be good down the road, but they yeah, didn't get yeah, anything yeah, right yeah, away. Yeah, the, the Mookie Betts trade was terrible, but Verdugo is, a, is pretty good. Like, I'm, once again, I'm a Red Sox guy, so I don't really know. He seems like he's pretty good. Like, What are your thoughts on him? On Verdujo? Uh, yeah. It, well, so he was always a top prospect, and, and the Dodgers, one of the things they've been smart about for years is that they had untouchable prospects. They invested a lot in their farm system and said, we will not trade Cody Bellinger. We will not trade Walker Bueller. We will not trade Gavin Lux. We will not trade uh, Dustin May for under any circumstances. And the only two times they broke that rule was you Darvish when they traded Willie Calhoun to the Rangers and Willie Calhoun's like their two hitter now on a crappy team. So he, you know, he turned out okay. He's a major leaguer. Um, and Mookie Betts, they gave up Alex Verdujo because Verdujo at one point was like the number seven prospect in all of baseball. Like he was, he was amazing and he could just never get into camp because the Dodgers had so many good players. Yeah. And so wagon. So he was probably pretty pumped to be part of that trade. Actually, it's, it's pretty, it's probably pretty tough being a, being in a really good prospect on a really good team because baseball is like one of those sports too, where like, it's hard to break it's hard to break in, and I'm sure like being really good on a really good team is tough because they have limited spots there. But the problem that everyone had with it for last year, especially when the Red Sox stunk, is now Alex Verdujo has unfortunately, unless he like becomes a like a, a megastar, like the rest of his career, he's just going to be the guy who was traded for Mookie Betts. That's just going to be his label for the rest of his career. It's just yeah. the guy traded for That's Mookie tough. Betts. But but I also think that like at least right I mean locally people like don't it's it's not fair they all know that because it's like Mookie Betts is literally like you know like the, like the best player or at least like top three best players in baseball you know like I remember one time when they were gonna trade him for like I actually think it was uh I think it was who was that pitcher you just said that um, went to the Dodgers uh Dustin May a uh, Walker Bueller one of the two no 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 the guy the guy who got traded oh, to the Dodgers uh, from from the Texans uh you Darvish oh, are, are the the Ra- the Rangers rather yeah you Darvish I think they were I think they were trying to trade for him I can't remember who it was whatever they tried to trade I mean, for some was, it was 20, 2017 was when Darvish was going to get traded but it was before that it was before when um it was before when like Mookie Betts was like good he was like just like a prospect at that time or he was okay and the Red Sox just won like 
just won the World Series or something. I can't really remember. Oh, yeah, that's like 20, 2014. Because I remember Mookie yeah. made his debut in 2013, but I don't think he was on the World Series team. Like, yeah, he had, like, yeah, I remember like uh, like like his, Shane Victorino was wanted to trade him for some pitcher because they were like, oh, you know, we have, we don't have much of a window, but like, they, good thing they didn't trade him for this. It was some pitcher that wasn't. It was like good, not great. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter, doesn't really matter. But it was just funny how like how like how things work out. Well, yeah, because sometimes there are untouchable prospects that teams, if you're smart enough to keep them, then all of a sudden you have this like super system that can keep replenishing talent like the Dodgers have now where the Dodgers kept the untouchable prospects because they refused. It was fascinating for years. It's like every year it's like they won't trade Cody Bellinger. They won't trade Cody Bellinger. They won't trade him for any any player. Their window's open right now, but they won't trade him. And then, you know, Bellinger wins MVP in 2019. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's why you hang on to untouchable prospects. Unless you're literally getting like Mike Trout in return, right? Yeah, Something like, like the Dodgers finally, the Dodgers also never spent money like crazy people. Like they always kept flexibility in their spending until Mookie Betts was available. Once they had a chance, like they they traded for Darvish, but they let him walk at the end of the year. They traded for Manny Machado and they let him walk at the end of the year. Like Manny Machado is like a top 20 player in baseball. They just, they let him walk because they're like... Yeah, we got it. We got to stay flexible. It was only when it was generational like talent, Mookie Betts. Yeah, literally like a top three players available. Like I'm, I, I feel like that. That's like it's, it's about being flexible and then having the opportunity to sign those players is really key. But and even then, wow, just, even then, we, everyone we went, went really off. We went really off tangent here. That was my fault. My bad. No, that's all good. I don't know how much this will include, but all of it is an excellent, excellent podcast with. Two hours of just, just that was that was great. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Sorry. So what were you just saying? What were you just well, I mean, I was just gonna say like even when Mookie Betts got traded, they weren't certain he was gonna sign an extension. They're like, I don't know. The Dodgers don't sign anyone. Maybe maybe Mookie will just be a one year rental that never plays because COVID's gonna cancel the season and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Well, well, that changed quickly. Yeah, no, especially when they uh, when they offered three hundred and fifty million dollars on thirteen yeah. years. <laughs> Yeah, he said, all right, uh, I, th- I think we can do this. Yeah, but then you can always, like, you know, uh, well, this is, could be a whole nother podcast, but you know how baseball players, um, or I'm sorry, you know how NBA players can, like, sign the contracts and then negotiate the trades? Like, baseball players were doing that before, like, James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah. Like, Giancarlo Stanton signed a $333 million contract and then forced vetoed two trades, vetoed a trade to the Cardinals and vetoed a trade to the Giants before going to the Yankees. And um, I forgot uh, Goldschmidt did the same thing for the Diamondbacks when he went to the Cardinals and then Arenado Arenado got a nine year extension for 300 for the most money per year of any player in the history of baseball at the time. And a year later got a trade to the Cardinals, all of the money guaranteed. And he got a one year extension just by having that no trade clause. Like it was a bad assery move that, Nolan Arenado yeah. made on the the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, so baseball yeah. players have been doing that before everyone else. They've got so much leverage with that no trade clause. For sure, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. All right. So, 
Uh, for our buddy Cam, check out Daily Sports Dosage. All of the links to that are in the bio. Check out his social media channels uh, with the link in his Instagram as well, which you can find, obviously, uh, in the, the description of today's episode. And check out Take It Easy, Kyle's work over there with the YouTube and all that stuff. And follow our Instagram over at the DSD Podcast if you want just latest updates on the show and, and new episodes and things like that. Turn on notifications, follow Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you get podcasts as well. And we will be back at it on Thursday. So, Cam, thanks again. This is a, this is a fun-ass podcast. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. <laughs>